Hey, and thanks for taking the time to listen with us here at Gospel Way as we seek to find rest in Christ. Please know that this is supplemental and does not replace your local church or the pastor that God has given to shepherd your soul. But it is our prayer that God will use these resources to bless you and point you to Jesus. Let me call our attention one more time to the book of John chapter number 17. John chapter number 17. And we're going to be looking again specifically at verse number 17. I've already mentioned, already said several times that there are so many truths in this verse, in this verse alone, uh, that we could spend way more time than we are spending. Uh, but we've spent a great deal of time in the book of John chapter number 17. Uh, we've been here, I think, since March or so, and we'll be here uh, throughout November, uh, looking into the truths that we find in John 17. This is an important section of Scripture. And why is it important? This is our Lord and Savior yes. praying for us to the Father. Yeah. You can't get any more important than that. The prayer of our Savior to our Father on our behalf. I want to know more about that. I want to know more of those truths. And the more that we dig into it and the more that we look into it, the more that we find rest in our Savior, rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll begin in verse number 15, read down through verse number 17, and then we'll pray and get into the message. The Bible says here in verse number 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And then he prays in verse number 17, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that you've given us to be in the house of God. We thank you for everyone that's made their way to be here. Lord, we thank you for those that will even maybe at a later date or later time hear this message and hear the words of this message through podcasts or different avenues, different medias. Lord, I pray and ask you, Lord, that you would bless the reading of your word. Lord, I pray that you would bless your word to do in our hearts that which you would have done. And Lord, for this, we'll give you honor and glory and praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The greatest statement that we have seen in the work of sanctification is the fact that sanctification is God doing the work in us through the medium of His Word. That's what He tells us here in verse number 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. It's not our truth. It's His truth. He's praying to the Father. Jesus Christ is telling the Father, sanctify them. Who? Namely, immediately the disciples that are with Christ. But on down in this scripture, we find out he's also praying for those who will believe their words, which includes us. He's praying, Father, sanctify them. Sanctify who? Sanctify all of those whom thou hast given me. That's what he prayed in the first part of this passage of Scripture. He's praying, sanctify them. And he said, how? Through thy truth. And, and he didn't leave that to chance. When he prayed, he didn't, 
no doubt God knew that this was going to be part of the recorded Word of God that you and I could look at and we could see and we could study and we could dig into. And Christ said, sanctify them through thy truth. And He didn't leave that portion to chance. He clarified, thy Word is truth. So the sanctification that you and I receive and the sanctification that God is working in us is not through some supernatural thing that that someone zaps us with. It is God using the medium of His Word, His truth, in order to do a continued work in your life and in my life. We looked at last week, although we weren't able to gather together, but we, I, I, I did a live stream and we looked at the fact that it is a continuous act. It's not something that as justification is, justification happens to us instantaneously. We are taken out of Adam and we are placed in Christ immediately. We, we go from being dead to made alive immediately. Sanctification is different. Sanctification is a continued work of God in us. Did He not say that we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works? Our sanctification is not the works. Our sanctification produces the works. And that sanctification is not something that, that we muster up. Understanding that sanctification is not works, we understand that it is not something that we work up, but it is something that God works in us. And the way that He works that in us is through the medium of His truth. So with that being said, we ask ourselves the question, what is the truth? in which God uses in order to work that sanctification in us. Sometimes if we're not careful, we think that it is just this portion of Scripture, it's just this portion of Scripture, it's, it's just this section of Scripture, when it is not. It is the whole of the Word of God that works sanctification in us. It is the entirety of the Word of God that works sanctification in us. We have a problem sometimes as people, as finite people, we're thinking it's, it's this. And if we can get a hold of this, then we've got sanctification. Sanctification is a continued work of God through the medium of His Word in our lives, and it is the total of His Word that works sanctification in our life. We recognize this by what He said in verse number 6, 7, and 8. Look at what He prayed in verse number 6, 7, and 8. He said, I have manifested Thy name unto the men which Thou gavest me out of the world. What did He do? He manifested God. God the Son manifested God the Father to the men that God the Father had given to God the Son. He manifested the Father to them. Look at what he says. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And they have kept what? Thy word. Isn't that what he said that we were sanctified through? He said, they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the what? The words which thou, uh, which thou gavest me. And they have what? Received them. And have known surely that I had come out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. 
So we understand that even as Christ is praying, Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. He's said about those that are immediately with him that that working of sanctification has taken place in their life because they have received the word of truth that the Father sent him. And all that he has done, the Father's done through him. So we understand that he is doing all of this and showing them all of this. In John chapter number 14, 15, and 16, if you'll recall when we started out looking at the introduction to this series of messages on the Lord's Prayer, when we did that, we went all the way back to chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16, and we walked up through those, looking at what led up to this prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. As he's praying this, he knows and understands that it is immediately before what is about to happen, which you and I know is the crucifixion of Christ. And he tells them all these things. He gives them all these things through 14, 15, and 16. Is that not where we find that Christ made the statement, My peace I give unto them, not as the world giveth give I unto them. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And he goes on to tell them so many things as he walks through 14, 15, and 16. And we understand that he is telling and teaching the disciples in those chapters, in, in the truths that we see in those chapters, he's teaching and telling the disciples that there is something that is about to take place in their life. And that is they're about to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. And let me clarify here. When I say receive the gift of the Holy Spirit of God, I'm not talking about some wondrous work that someone would say, I spoke in tongues or I did this or I did that or, 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 or this would happen. It is the gift that the church has been giving that we, you and I have the indwelling of the Spirit of God in our lives. God did that so that the Holy Spirit of God takes God's Word and works God's Word in our lives, working out sanctification in us. That's what he was telling them in 14, 15, and 16, is there is another comforter that is about to come. They didn't understand, not even until the crucifixion, they didn't understand that he was literally going away. He had told them, Brother Ricky, that he was going away. He had told them that he was going to his father's house. He was going to prepare things for them. He was going to come back and receive them unto himself. But they didn't understand all of that, just like you and I don't understand all the truths that we see in the Word of God. But he told them all of those things, and he told them, as I go away, I will send another comforter. That comforter is the Holy Spirit of God. And it is the working of the Holy Spirit of God in the child of God's life that draws him to be obedient to what he sees in Scripture. It is not our effort to be obedient. It is the working of the Holy Spirit of God that draws us to the point to want to be obedient to the Word of God. So it's still the work of God in sanctification. As we understand that, and in fact, look back in John chapter 16, and we'll look real quickly at verse number 12 and 13. The Bible tells us here, I have yet many things to say to you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into what all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall, ye, he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. The Holy Spirit of God is promised to the child of God in order 
that he reveals to the child of God the truth of God. And the truth of God is God's Word. You and I don't... It it is not that you and I just became so smart that we now understand the Word of God. It is that the Holy Spirit of God works in us and produces in us the ability to understand the Word of God. All the demonstration and doctrine that we find in the Word of God, all the exhortation and appeals that we find in the Word of God, the whole of the New Testament, the whole of the Word of God is that truth in which God uses in order to work sanctification in our life. And, and, and if you don't get anything else, please understand this. What is the whole of the story of the Word of God? The whole of the story of the Word of God, although it may contain the redemption of man, although it may contain the fall of man, all of the story of the Scriptures is about one person, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the truth that we cannot misunderstand. For if we do not understand that all of Scripture leads us to Christ, we will misunderstand Scripture. All of Scripture will lead us to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if it does not lead us to the Lord Jesus Christ, you do not have a clear understanding of that Scripture. Everything. In fact, to be honest with you, as we opened up this morning, as we basically gave assurance of our pardon that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, our reminding ourselves every time we come together of our failure and His completeness, reminding ourselves of our failure is not a, a condemnation upon us, but it is a call for us to look to, to Him who is complete. All of Scripture is a call for us to look to the Lord Jesus Christ. To look to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. This truth that we see of the Lord Jesus Christ is divided into many aspects. It's divided into many many parts and pieces that we see in the Word of God. But in order for us to understand the parts and pieces... We need to understand the principle as a whole. Here's the problem that many people run into in sanctification. And here's where legalism comes from. Here's where our ability overrides the ability of Christ comes from. Is we tend to look at the details without looking at the whole picture. We tend to key in on details of the aspects and every facet and every piece. We we cling to one piece or to another piece without looking at the whole of the Scripture. What is the whole of the Scripture? The whole of the Scripture is the picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and His redemptive work for mankind. His reconciliatory work for mankind. Is reconciling us to God. You and I through Adam were pulled away from God. But in the second Adam, in the one Adam that will not fall, have you ever, and and, and I've, I've asked this question in my lifetime, if God created the first creation and man failed, then how are we genuinely assured that as you and I go to heaven and spend eternity with God, how are we assured that 
we won't fail there. Here's how. Because our first fall was in one person. It was in Adam. Our continued stand in eternity is in one person and it's in Christ. Adam fell and took us down with him. But Christ will not fall. So therefore, there will not be, there will not be a rise again against God. Because God's not going to rise against Himself. That's a blessed truth that you and I have that we can rest throughout eternity in the fact that we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. That we don't have to keep anything. Christ is keeping it in us and through us, and that is the work of sanctification. I know I'm taking a long time in the introduction, but we're going to get to something here in a minute. Most people get into trouble in Christian life, and even in their professions, when they key in on little details here and there without seeing the broad picture, without seeing the whole scope of everything. If we do not grasp the principle and the principles that we see in the Word of God. If we try to grab hold of a little detail here and a little detail there, we're going to be misguided. Right. We need to understand that principle as a whole. And therefore, I want to give you seven principles this morning. I'll, I'll do this quickly. I promise I'm not going to belabor all seven of them. If I did, we'd be here until this evening service. But, but I want to give you seven things real quickly. And you can find them there in your bulletin. Number one, sanctification is the application of truth to ourselves. Number two, sanctification is not power, but it is light and knowledge. Number three, sanctification is not the realm of the will. Number four, sanctification is never coerced or forced into a decision. Number five, sanctification is not a master of being delivered or a matter of being delivered. Number six, sanctification is never about a particular sin. And number seven, sanctification is not an end but the means to an end. So I want us to look at these individually and I want us to consider first of all, sanctification is the application of truth in ourselves. And to ourselves. God takes the truth of His Word and by the Holy Spirit begins to open our understanding to the truths that we see in the Word of God. You and I did not wake up yesterday and just decide we would be smarter when it came to theological things. God opened up His Word to our understanding. The New Testament teaches us that we must realize the truth, number one, about God, number two, about ourselves, number three, about what Christ has done for us, and number four, we must understand about our status and our standing in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we fail so much of the time. If we're not careful, where we fail is we're not called into remembrance of our status and our understanding in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that is the fallacy in most church services is we're not being reminded of who we are in Christ. What we are often reminded of is who we are. And that's it. We fail to remind people of who we are in Christ. If I remind myself of who I am, Brother James, I'm going to live in defeat all my life. I'm going to be defeated every day of my life if I'm reminded of who I am. Why? Because I am a failure. I always have been. I always will be. 
Because I don't have the ability in this flesh to do what is necessary for me to have a right standing before God. It doesn't matter how hard I want to, I don't have the ability to. And if that's all I'm reminded of, then I live in defeat and I live in, in, in a shallowness of understanding who Christ is. But if I'm reminded at the same time that I am reminded of who I am, I am reminded of who He is and who I am in Him, I can be encouraged instead of discouraged. I can, be, I can live in victory instead of living in defeat because I'm living in His victory, not mine. I have no victory. What did God say about your very best? My righteousness is as filthy rags in the nostrils of God. But Christ's righteousness is not. He has found favor with the Father. And He's found favor with the Father on my behalf. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. That encourages me so to the point that I want to shout it from the mountaintops that the Lord Jesus Christ has found favor with the Father and He's found favor with the Father on my behalf. He had favor with the Father before He ever left. But He gained favor with the Father for me. I can be encouraged. I can be happy. I can enjoy that life when I'm reminded of that. So if we do not allow the New Testament, allow the Word of God to encourage us in our standing in the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll be discouraged. And the way that we do that is reminding ourselves who God is, who we are, what Christ has done, and what our standing is in Christ because of what Christ has done. And if we fail to remember that, we live in defeat. Paul prayed this prayer in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. He said that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. That was his prayer. He said, I want them to understand. Understand what? Understand the truth that Christ prayed for in John 17, 17. So be encouraged that sanctification is an application of truth to ourself. And it is done through the Holy Spirit of God. The way that we come to experience this in our life is a dependence upon the Holy Spirit of God and His working in our life. The work that He does in us to approach the truth, to study the truth, to understand the truth, to grasp the truth, and then apply that truth to our lives. I don't know about you, but I've read a lot of truth that I had no understanding of, that I had no ability to apply But yet the Holy Spirit of God came along and said, this is how you do it. And then I was able to apply it to my life. God chooses the foolishness of preaching. God brought us together this morning so that we could listen to a feeble preacher preach the truths of the Word of God. I promise you, this preacher is feeble when it comes to preaching. But I can tell you this, the truths that we find in the Word of God are not. Amen. And that's the reason that I can preach with with confidence and I can preach with clarity. It's not because of my ability, but it is the ability of the truth that we find in the Word of God. And God teaches us how to apply that to ourselves. Number two. Sanctification is not power, but it's light and knowledge. Here's 
here's what we here's the mentality we get many times if we're not careful. The mentality about sanctification that we have many times is if I can get the power over this sin, I can experience sanctification in my life. It's not about power. It's about more knowledge and more understanding of the truths about God. The more we understand the truths of the Word of God, the more we understand the truth about God and our standing in Christ, the more that God's power works in us and through us. It is never our power. Even when there is power, it's not ours, it's His that is working in us and through us. We feel like sometimes that we're right because we learn this truth. If you understand that truth and if you are right on that truth, it is because the Holy Spirit of God worked that truth in you. It's not because you did anything. And any sanctification that takes place in our life is taking place through the power of the Holy Spirit of God working in and through the medium of the truth of God found in His Word. God gave us all that we need. We don't don't have to know more. In fact, we'll never understand all that God gave us. But the Holy Spirit of God teaches us and helps us and aids us. So it... Sanctification is not a greater power over sin. It's a greater knowledge of the truth of the Word of God. Those people that we see around us that walk closer to God and, and, and have a real air of sanctification in their life is because they have a greater understanding of the truth of the Word of God. And it is because the Holy Spirit of God has given that to them. It is not because they've overcome this sin, or they've overcome that sin, or or they've laid down this thing, or they've laid down that thing. It is because they have a greater understanding of the truth of the Word of God. And it is because the Holy Spirit of God has given them a greater understanding of the truth of the Word of God. He gives us that by giving us a greater desire to know the truth of God. So understanding that one of the things, what, what, what is the task of the devil? The task of the devil, remember what it says about those that are unbelievers? Whom he hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. Why did, he, why did he blind their minds? He did not want them to understand. Why does he blind the minds of Christians? Because he don't want us to understand the truth of the Word of God. How many times have we talked to people and people have made the statement, I can't understand what the Word of God says. And you know what our simple statement is to that? The Word of God is spiritually discerned. And those that understand it must understand it through the Spirit. You must. But it's through the working of the Holy Spirit of God. And the way that you get that is by just being around it more and more and more. Whether it is through coming to church more, whether it is through reading your Bible more, whatever avenue that is, it's just being around the truth more. Yes. And it's just having the Holy Spirit of God take that truth and make that truth real to you. It is not because of some supernatural instance in our life. I think it was, I don't recall whether it was last week or maybe the week before that, I told you, made the statement that, that I got saved at seven years old. But it was ten years later that God did something great and took a, a point in time and experience in my life and did something that turned my life upside down. 
But understand, it wasn't that experience that made that sanctification happen. It was the matter of sanctification that brought about and produced that experience in my life. So understand that as God does this, He does this through our having a greater understanding of who God is, who Christ is, who we are, who the Holy Spirit of God is, having the understanding of the truth of the Word of God. He said, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. So it is through that that the Lord uses these things in our life. The truth about our relationship to God. The more that we understand our relationship to God, the more that we have a desire to be closer to God. I'm going to try to hurry. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 18 and 19 says this, The eyes of their understanding being enlightened that they may know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of His glory and inheritance and what is the exceeding greatness of His power. So how are we being enlightened? It is by understanding the hope of His calling. Understanding the glory of His inheritance. Understanding the exceeding greatness of His power. It's all His. It's not ours. It's His. The power to live the Christian life. Please get a hold of this. The power to live the Christian life is already there. It's there. People say, I I can't do it. You know what my answer to that is? No, you can't. But He can. If I depend on me, I can't. But if I look to Him, He is already. I don't have to do it because He's already done it. And I can rest in that. The power to live the Christian life is already there. We just really need to know the truth about the fact that it's there. And we can grab hold of it. Number three, sanctification is not in the realm of the will. How many times have we said, you just need to pray more? You just need to do better. Sanctification is not in my will to pray more. It's not in my will to do better. It's not in my will to do anything. The the whole of sanctification, the whole of the prayer of sanctification is that sanctification is in thy truth. It's not in my truth. It's in His truth. It's not in my ability. It's in His having already accomplished it. Right. So you and I understand that it is not in the realm of the, of the will. We fool ourselves into thinking that our will is a right or in line with God. When it is His will that is working in us. Right. And... <laughs> It is His will to do His good pleasure in us. What is is God doing in us anyway? He is making us look more like Christ. That's the whole, uh, the the sum of the Christian life is that we look more like Christ. And the way that that happens, and I've said this before, the way that that happens is when we recognize who we are in Christ. And when this world sees us in Christ, not the world seeing Christ in us, but the world seeing us in Christ and resting in in Christ, will cause them to have a desire to want what we have because there's rest. This world's full of unrest. This world wants rest. Where is that rest? That rest is in Christ and in Christ alone. There is no other rest. So it's not in the realm of the will. Number four, sanctification is never coerced, forced, or part of a decision. 
One thing that we don't do, and I'm not condemning people that do this, but one thing that we don't do here is there's there won't be an altar call. And I'm not saying that people that do that are wrong. I'm just saying that we don't. Why? Because it, it, it is the working of of the Word of God in your life. And that's between you and God. And being called, and sometimes, please forgive me, but sometimes being coerced into making some kind of decision. I've been coerced into making some decisions before, and they never held. But I can promise you when God reveals His truth and God makes that truth known in my life, those stick because God did the work. And there again, I'm not saying that's wrong, but understand that sanctification is not coerced. It, 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 it is not a forced decision that we make. The Bible tells us every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Why? Because you saw the pure one and you want to be more like him because the Holy Spirit of God did the work in our life. And that's understanding the truth that God's given us from the Word of God. Number five, and I'm, I'm trying to hurry. Number five, sanctification is not just a matter of being delivered. Sanctification is not just because God delivered you from this sin or that sin or this thing or that thing. It is a continued progressive work of God in your life and in my life of having a greater understanding of the truth of the Word of God. How many times have we seen people that were delivered from something just at a later date to return to it? I'm afraid sometimes the reason that happens is because once God delivers somebody from that, they're not continually reminded of who they are in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're continually reminded of who they are. And they recognize that failure. And after a while of being told they're a failure, they say, I'm already a failure, so why not go back to what I was doing before? I think if we get to the point where we can offer people rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, let me, let me back up and clarify here. We're not offering that. Christ is offering that in His Word. Yes. But we get the privilege and the opportunity to present that to someone and tell them they can rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they can find that rest, those things that they're delivered from, many times will continue to stay delivered from as long as they're resting in the fact that it's in Christ and in Christ alone. They don't have to do it. And there's a great rest in that. So sanctification is not the matter of just being delivered. Just because somebody quit doing something don't mean they were sanctified. It is the continued knowledge of the truth that continues to work the work of being delivered. Number six, sanctification is never about a particular sin. What did... Uh, isn't it the book of Hebrews that tells us that uh, to lay aside that weight that so easily besets? All of us have those things in our life. We want to lay that aside. And we think if we can ever get power over that sin then we're all okay. It is not about a particular sin. It is a continued progressive working of God making us knowledgeable in the truth 
And it is God who does that, not we ourselves. We should, by the help of the Holy Spirit of God, get victory over any particular sin or another. If we should get a victory over a particular sin or some other sin, if if it's the same way in your life as it is in mine, if I get victory over one, another one's going to pop its head up. So it's not about a particular sin. It is about a continued understanding of the truth. That is the reason he said, Sanctify them through truth. Thy word is truth. Number seven, sanctification is not an end, but it is a means to an end. The work of sanctification in our life we, we think sometimes that the work of sanctification is that we cry out to be holy men or to attain holiness. But can I just clarify something for you this morning? The work of sanctification is, it contains within it holiness. Don't misunderstand me. But the work of sanctification is less about holiness and more about fellowship in Christ Jesus. Understanding who you are in Christ and having fellowship with God in the fact that you're in Christ will produce holiness in your life. It's not, we get the cart before the horse so much of the time. We try to produce holiness when if we would recognize the fellowship and recognize the kinship and recognize the, 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 the fact that we're a family, we're adopted into the family of God and recognize that fellowship, the more fellowship that we have with God, the more that holiness will produce itself. What did, what did John tell us in 1 John? And truly, this fellowship is with the Father. For us to understand that we have fellowship with God will produce a holiness in us. Why? Because we, you can't get around God. You can't fellowship with God without something of God being rubbed off on you. So it is, it is not an end, but it is a means to an end. So that fellowship that we have with God produces within us that holiness that we're, we're, we're seeking after anyway. We want to be more like God. How do we be more like God? Spend more time with God. If I wanted to be more like my dad, I'd spend more time with my dad. Spend more time with him. And, and there again, if we're not careful, we're still going to throw ourselves into the spending more time with God. Please get out of the way and let God do the work. Please, please quit. And, and I'm telling me this just as I'm telling you that. Please quit feeling like we have to do it. He's already done it. Just let him work it in you. And he works that in you by what? By your understanding the truth. Amen. Amen. Yes. That's what it's about. Yes. And if we can understand that, if we can grasp that, it will produce in us those things which we have a desire for anyway. That desire is placed there by the Holy Spirit of God. We didn't put it there ourselves. The Holy Spirit of God put it there. So in conclusion this morning, if you don't get anything else, understand this. Understand the truth about which our Lord speaks, this great truth. That it is large and comprehensive. It is the entirety of God. And you're not going to know it all tomorrow. But He's going to work it in you. And to be sanctified means an increased apprehension of the entirety of the truth.
and an increased application by the Holy Spirit of God of the truth of God in our life. That's what Christ was praying. Father, sanctify them through thy... Don't miss that. Don't miss that little three-letter word. Sanctify them through thy truth. And he clarified it. Thy word is truth. He prays for sanctification. You want sanctification? Spend more time with him. More time fellowshipping with him. And, and, and don't do it to mark off a box. Amen. Right, right. Do it to have a greater understanding of him. Yeah. I've told you this, and I'm done. I promise I'm done. Before either one of my grandmothers passed away, both my grandfathers had already gone. Before either one of my grandmothers passed away, I went and sat down with them and I asked them questions. I asked them how Grandma and Grandpa met. I asked them about when they were dating. I asked them about when they were growing up and when their, their children were growing up. Why did I do that? Because I wanted to know more about them. And I have stories now that I can tell my grandchildren about my grandparents that would have died with them had I not had a desire to go find out about them. Why did I want to find out about them? Because I loved them. And I wanted to know more about them. Spend more time with him, but spend more time with him because you love him. Not because you want to check off a box. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truths that we see in your word. Thank you for the truths that are in this scripture. Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, help us to apply these things to our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that, Lord, our minds might be stayed upon you. And Lord, because it is stayed upon you and stayed upon your truth, Lord, may our understanding be enlightened, having known more about you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.